This is a download from News Talk 106 to 108. To download other programmes or for more information, go to newstalk.ie. All right, it is time to talk Thursday Night Football with uh, John Giles. John, you're keeping well this week, as always, I hope. Oh, very well on. Thank uh, you. You're keeping a little bit better than Eden Hazard, who is in a little bit of bother after his stint with the ball boy last night. Everyone's uh, gone pretty crazy over this. What did you make of it? Well, I was accused of kicking a few people when I played. Never <laughs> actually kicked the ball boy, uh, uh, Owen. Yeah. Um, I think there was a lot of frustration, and he shouldn't have done what he did. There's no doubt about that. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the, the young boy was, 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 wasn't doing it right either. You know, he was definitely wasting time. And apparently he did tweak before the match that he, you know, he was king of the, the ball boys and uh, he was good at wasting time. Yeah, so, needed for time wasting, he said. Yes. So that's not right either. You know, that shouldn't be allowed by the club. Um, but Hazard shouldn't have done what he did. But I must say the, the reaction of the, of the ball boy, uh, he'd obviously been watching the Premiership players on <laughs> when, he got, when they got a knock. Because he was absolutely brilliant at it, the way he was making the face, looking at the referee. You know, we, we talk about the, play, the young players being influenced, young people being influenced by the, uh, the behaviour of the players, and he certainly had that off to a tee. Um, so there, there was a lot of frustration, because when you're losing like they were losing as a player, you want to get the ball back as quickly as you could. Uh, and he was hanging on to it. There's no doubt to waste time. Mm. But Hazard shouldn't have... I mean, you, 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 don't kick, you don't kick somebody in that situation, you know? Yeah, because I was even just looking at it again today, and I, I know what you're saying about the ball boy and uh, his role in things, but is the bottom line not that if you take the ball boy's actions out of it for a second, if that's possible, that a, a player is faced with a certain situation, as Hazard was, and he deals with it in a crazy way? Yeah. I oh, know, he, he, he deserved what he got. Uh, I'm, I'm not condoning his behaviour at all because there's no way you should do that. Oh, um, and now I, I would understand uh, why he was tempted to do it, but at the same time, as you're, you're saying there, you should have the discipline not to do that um, because he put himself totally in the wrong. Um, and you know, the referee, I think, had to do what he did. So I've never seen it happen before. You know, I've heard of, uh, was it Juff? You know, Juff, the, the yeah. lad that plays with Leeds now. He apparently abused, um, was it a ball by a at Celtic or somewhere like that, or Rangers or somewhere. I've forgotten over about that one, yeah. And Well, he's done a few crazy things. We, we expect uh, behaviour. I don't think he actually kicked anybody, but he probably would have done if he'd had to, uh, because he was a bit, he's a bit mad anyway. <laughs> but I've never, I've never seen that before. You know, I've never seen a, a situation like that before. So he got sent off. He's going to miss a couple of matches. But I hope that, you know, also, I also hope that Swansea will respond in the right way and tell the ball boys not to be doing that on... They don't seem to have gone down that road. Swansea seem to be somewhat defending the ball boy so far. Well, I saw Ladrup's uh, uh, comment, which was that uh, no, we don't, we didn't, we didn't, we don't encourage the ball boys to do that. But there's a difference between not encouraging them and telling them not to do it. Yeah. You know, and it seems to be that that, that wouldn't have been the first time it's happened there. If the young boy was tweeting before the game that he was king of the the, the time wasters, as it were. That it must have happened before, where you know the other the other teams go mad at that. You know, you play sports yourself when it happens and somebody's wasting time and you're behind and you're trying to get back into the game. Um, you know, I think Swansea will have to make an effort on and any and any of the other clubs who are tempted to do it uh, to get the ball back in play as soon mm. as possible. The ball boy is a son of one of the main directors, yes. got twenty two and a half percent shares. So yeah. it's another layer to the story, I guess, John. Well, it is. Uh, 
you know, it shouldn't happen. I mean, there should be a policy. Uh, maybe it, it takes this to highlight that the, some of the ball boys would be doing it at Swansea and other places that you're not allowed to do this. Get the ball back and play. That's your job. That's the way to do it. Now, I can under, understand the school boys when they support Swansea and they're winning not to get the ball back into play. But that's not right either. So the clubs have to make a policy of telling the ball boys that that's what they have to do to get the ball back into play. Or else you get more incidents. <laughs> can we talk about Hazard, though, John, here? Just a little bit more, because Chelsea, even after the game, Rafa Benitez was saying they've apologised to each other. They knew they were both wrong. Should they not actually be grovelling a little bit, Chelsea? Should they just say, oh, forget about the, forget about the ball boy here. Hazard it was completely in the wrong. Well, it's, 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 it's running through football. I mean, I've, I've, we've spoken on this programme, or I've spoken on this programme, about the manager's situation in relation to the diving. None of them take responsibility. It's always somebody else's fault. And that's the culture in the game. I mean, I saw a thing in the paper the other day where Alex Ferguson was giving a talk to the Managers Association, and he was mentioning about the, the you know, the descent in football, uh, the diving, and having the responsibility, uh, sort of young lads copying and setting a bad, uh, inf- um, sorry, a bad uh, image of the game yeah. with the players doing for young people, and that the managers have a responsibility for the future of the game. Mm. Now, that's totally against what his, his actions. Mm. I mean, you, we know a couple of weeks ago he was, he, was, he was abusing the referee and the linesman in the match. Last weekend he was abusing the linesman again for not giving a penalty in the Rooney situation. Uh, we've had dives with Welbeck this season, uh, where it was an obvious dive for a penalty. Uh, Ashley Young, another one, obvious dive for a penalty. Uh, and not a word about that. Mm. So I think what happens in football, even in this particular situation, that particular attitude has carried on to, to, to this incident, where we, well, we can't admit we're wrong. Uh, so it has to be somebody else's fault as well. I'm not surprised at that, Owen. No. I, don't, I don't think it's right because I think the managers take should take responsibility for the diving and all the various things to do. But if you've got Alex Ferguson saying this is what we should do and he's just the total opposite himself, that's the culture in the game, unfortunately. Have Chelsea themselves been pretty bad, though, for a number of different reasons this season? The uh, John Terry, of course, with the with his racist abuse charge, the unfounded accusations that Chelsea themselves made against Clattenburg. Yeah. Now they find themselves, this has nothing to do with racism, I should uh, stress, yeah. but uh, they find themselves in, in another situation here. Has it been a bad season or a bad year or so in that regard for Chelsea? Well, I don't think Chelsea have covered themselves in glory at all in the behaviour since Abramovich took over. Mm. I mean, if you look at their, their treatment of managers, for example, it's, it's, it's totally wrong. Um, it, the, the whole running of the club. You see, it starts from the top on. If you have somebody who's running the club or owning the club like Abramovich and he's prepared to behave the way he does, then it goes through the club and I think it leads to, to bad behaviour uh, because there's no stability about it and there's no, there's no real uh, morality, if you call it the right, if, I, if that's the right word, within the club itself. Mm. So it, I think it does lead to situations like this where nobody's going to behave. Yeah, Abramovich might be more worried about the fact they've been knocked out of this competition. Not a major competition these days, John, but even with that said, could they have done getting to a final? Oh, definitely. Definitely. When you're in the situation that uh, Chelsea are in, um, you know, we're changing the manager, new manager coming in, uh, all the trouble that they've been in, as you say, on. You know, the League Cup doesn't mean anything when you're winning the Champions League or the Premiership. But if you're not, and it's one of the trophies you can win, like when Kenny Dalglish won it at Liverpool there a couple of years ago, you know, the supporters, you look at Liverpool supporters, absolutely delighted. Now, when they were at their peak, 
Liverpool, they wouldn't be bothered about the League Cup all that much because they were winning other trophies. But when it's the only one, or the one more likely to win, then it means a lot. I think the Chelsea supporters would have loved to have won that match and get to Wembley again. Yeah, so another maybe a bit of bad news for Benitez. Well, it's, it's, well it, 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 it has to be bad news for him. You know, if you take the job, and again, we've spoken about this on, on your programme, you know, if you sign on for the situation that he has signed on for, then you have to stick with it, and you have to you have to take it. In other words, if the I think the reason Guardiola went to Bayern Munich is because the club is running the right way, and ultimately in the long term it gives him more chance of success than going to Chelsea for more money, a lot more money, but with the wrong conditions to do the job that's needed to be done. Like when Benitez took that job, it's like he's two hands tied behind his back. We know he's not in charge of the playing situation because of the Lampard uh, incident there last week where he's, he's been a gonna, he's allowed to go. When Benitez is interviewed, he, saw, he more or less says, look, that's nothing to do with me. I'm not in charge of that. Now, he's not in charge of the coming and going of players of a player like Lampard. He's not in charge of any of the playing situation. But he's signed on for that. He's taken the money and, and he, he'll pay the price for it all. Yep, sure enough. John Swansea, we haven't really mentioned in the positive light yet. That is that they're through to their first major yeah. cup final. They're also in the top 10 in the league. Yeah. Are you happy for them? They seem to be doing some Terrific. great things there. Yeah, Terrific. Oh, and I think Laudrup has come in. He, he, he looks like a classy guy. I think he looks like a classy guy compared to a lot of the other managers where he's been very quiet, dignified, got on with the job. He hasn't moaned about anything. And the, and the, the football that they're playing is Really, really good. You know, they well deserve to beat Chelsea over the two legs. Uh, they played well last night. They used the ball well. Uh, they defended well. I think they've been very, very good. And I don't think they're in a false position uh, in getting to the League, league Cup final and the position they're in the league. Oh, they're very, very good with good players uh, with a good attitude. Should that be encouraging for other clubs who don't have the kind of resources of the very top teams that you can actually get into the Premier League and consolidate there? Well managed. Well managed, first of all, because Rogers was, was, was a good manager for them until Martinez before him. So they've obviously been allowed to manage, which is a starting point, and good management. Uh, like, if you look at the situation last night, apparently, uh, you know, they put the team t- together, uh, money wise, uh, for about 85 million. Right? And I think three of the players from Chelsea cost that, and that, that's not including Torres. So. It's not money all the time, Owen. It's been, a, it's been having the structure right. Get a good manager in, allow him to manage, and let him get on with the job. I think Swansea have done that. I think Laudrup has done it with dignity, and, that, and they're, they're being run the right way. Chelsea are a mess, mm-hmm. uh, and deserve to be a mess with all the things that Bromwich has done. I mean, it's his money, he can do what he likes with it, but it's not good for Chelsea. And I think there was a, a huge contrast, as you said there early on, between Swansea and Chelsea. They deserve to be Chelsea over the two legs, Owen. Yeah, and Michu, who they signed for £2 million, has yeah. played great stuff, and he signed another four-year deal, which has got to be good news for them. It's great news for them. I mean, it shows that players can be picked up if, if the manager... Uh, first of all, if you appoint a manager, you have the confidence in his knowledge to let him get on with the job. Now, we saw last year with Chelsea, Di Matteo won the European Cup, and he won the FA Cup. Now, he, there was a six-week gap before he was appointed again, on. And during that six weeks, they bought at least three players and released two players, which meant that Di Matteo wasn't in charge of the coming and going. It was Abramovich making those decisions. 
Now, if you've no point in appointing a manager if you're going to make the decisions yourself, and it leads to where Chelsea are at the moment. You can throw money at it, but throw money at it doesn't, doesn't, doesn't guarantee you success. John, they're going to be up against Bradford. Now, you have made your feelings clear with regards to underdogs. You don't quite buy into the romanticism of the whole thing, essentially feeling that if these players showed the kind of desire that they've shown in these competitions all the time, they'd be maybe doing a little bit better in their professional careers. With all that said, are you happy or not that Bradford are going to be contesting the final? I think they deserve to do it, Owen. And to be fair to them after the... What I don't like about the... the, the, um, joint killers is the way in which they behave afterwards you know ridiculing the opposition um, as, as Bradford did actually a few weeks ago when they, when they put Arsenal out saying they had, you know they had a tougher game against Lincoln and Arsenal were no good they didn't do that after beating Villa the other day and I must say I was really impressed with them I thought they deserved to win it they played well at Villa Park and Villa finished up a shambles at the end so no complaints about that I think they've knocked out three premiership teams to get to the final and that takes some doing so you know, good luck to them. Yeah. And I think they deserved it on. Villa are hovering a point above the relegation zone. Paul Lambert yeah. was speaking after the game about that he's, his willingness to fight on. And even the following day, he was saying that he's not going to buckle under the pressure. A lot of these fighting terms, but clearly there is pressure there for him. Do you think he looks like a man under that pressure? Oh, he's definitely under pressure on. And I, I have some sympathy for him. I mean, if Lampard now is a legacy of Lerner's decisions, but his big decision was to let uh, Martin O'Neill go. Yeah, He had a winner in Martin. Martin finished, I think, sixth in the table, three years on the bounce. And he was slightly over budget. And he was going to sell the players. Was that not Martin O'Neill's decision, though, to leave at that point? I think he was forced out. Right. Like, I think it was his decision to leave. But the fellow was going to sell Ashley Young. He was going to sell Barry. He was going to sell Milner. Because he wanted to get the, the, the finances, as he saw them, to, to a position that he was in. So he wasn't giving Martin any credit for getting them in sixth position every year. So in other words, if he bought the club, say, for $40 million, I'm just putting that as a figure on. And Martin did what he did, which is to finish sixth in the league, three years on the bounce. The club had to be worth $100 million. So Martin might have been slightly over on the budget, but the overall uh, uh, value of the club was up. And I think he should have lived with that because the following year when they got into trouble, Owen, I think under Julia, when they got into trouble, he splashed out $24 million on Bent. Yeah. You know, so it was only when he was in trouble. In other words, he didn't appreciate what he had with Martin. I can get better. You know, he's done that now. Like it's, Eden Brad is soon forgotten. He forgets the position that Villa were in when Martin O'Neill took over, which was just avoiding relegation from the previous season. And if you look at Villa since then, they've gone downhill, downhill, downhill to they're in the position they're in now. And I think what's happened with Lampard, I think he's a good manager. He's done a good job uh, at Norwich and that. He doesn't have the, he won't give him the finances or he doesn't have the finances to do what needs to be done. So Lampard has had to go with these young lads. And he can't come out and say it on, but that's what's happened. He just yeah. hasn't got the resources to do it. He shouldn't still be a little further up the table, though, or is that their level now, fighting relegation? Well, that's it. Yeah. You know, like he's saying himself, he would like to spend money in the window, but he hasn't got it. Yeah. He's not going to get any, any clubs in. So if you're left with what, what he has, um, I'd say when he, went to, when he went to Villa, he was expecting a little bit more uh, to be able to splash out on players and that. And he just had, he's had to put these young lads in because he's nobody else. John, the other result last night in the league saw Arsenal batter West Ham and uh, this would have pleased Arsene Wenger greatly. Uh, I think you were taken by some of Sam Allardyce's pre-match comments. Well, he was in the paper yesterday morning saying, you know, that Wenger, what Wenger was doing wrong and he let these players go and he hasn't replaced them. Well, the fact is, I don't think he had much say in the players going. They just wanted to go and they were getting more money or their contracts were up. But I, I always felt in management, uh, on, or any manager, 
uh, myself included when I was managing, should have a big, big sign on the, on, on the wall across from your desk that you can't miss, which says, do not comment on other teams, on other <laughs> managers' situation. Because you've enough, I know from managing, you've enough problems of your own, own without comment on any, any, anybody else's. And Sam being Sam, because I don't think he likes Wenger, he doesn't like any of the foreign managers because he thinks he should have a big club himself. As he said, if my name was Aladici, I'd have a big club by now. So he's telling, having a go at Arsene Wenger yesterday morning. It wasn't actually complimentary to Arsene Wenger, who's won everything. Uh, in football. He's been a great manager for Arsenal. Allardyce hasn't won anything yet and he has his own problems. And then he goes on the same night and gets a hiding from the manager that he's criticising on. Keep your mouth shut. Get on with the job. You have enough problems of your own manager without comments on anybody else's. John, before we get into the text messages, Sean Fallon, the Sligo man, passed away peacefully last Friday. Uh, a Celtic player in the 1950s. He went on to become an assistant manager with Jock Steen. Was he yeah. a guy you would have been aware of growing up? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I used to go to Daily Mount with my father and Sean Fallon played. He was the most unusual player uh, on. He played centre-forward and he played right-back. Mm. You know, which is most unusual. You're either a forward or you're not a forward. But he was always, as I remember him, a great-hearted player. You know, you talk about giving 100%. I never saw Sean Fallon play. I was only a kid where he didn't really have a go. You know, he played in some of the great Celtic teams and I think it was mostly through his, his attitude and his will to do it. And, of course, he stayed on with Celtic for a long, long time. He was assistant manager to uh, Jock Steen during the great years. So I did meet him a few times over the years. He was, he was a hero of mine because he was playing with the Irish team. But I always found him a very, very gentlemanly uh, uh, Good, good, nice man. Great. Some, yeah. Some of the texts coming into us. John Benitez seemed in bad humour all week. He called Marco Materazzi a liar before the match. Is he getting a bit too stressed out? Um, well, he's, he's usually handles the stress very well. I don't blame him for getting annoyed with the Italian player. If it wasn't, he, t- he, t- he said that he took uh, Mourinho's photograph down. Mm. Uh, I don't believe that, and I think that's what he'd be really annoyed about. That somebody would say something like that or make. I think he did make it up. He probably didn't get on with him while he was there because mm. he's normally very thick-skinned and doesn't comment on comment on most things. On, <laughs> but I think that would upset anybody if somebody said that about him. So he's not getting overly sensitive. It's just maybe that specific incident no, he, that would have got him riled. I think so. Mm. But he's under severe pressure on, as, as we know. I mean, the fans didn't want him. He, he gets a few wins and then he gets a loss like last night. So I don't think they'll ever take to him. I don't think he'll ever do enough. Yeah. So that's pressure, pressure, pressure all the time. John, uh, this is from Tim and Killarney. Did you see Gary Neville's criticism of David De Gea for his mistake last week? I thought it was a bit over the top myself, says Tim. I didn't actually right, see, yeah. I didn't see the, the, the criticism. I read about it next day. Mm. Um, he, just, he, that, he went into great detail on Sunday and again on Monday about the uh, nature of De Gea's mistake and how that would not be accepted in the Man United dressing room that a champion team needs their goalkeeper to be more commanding. Essentially, that was well, it, but he seemed very head up over it. Yeah, well, I, th- I, think, it's, I think it's a fair comment. Uh, on you know, and I haven't seen him be very critical of Manchester United before those particular comments. Uh, but I'd say it's a fair comment because if you look at the Manchester United in the great, well, almost teams in the great years, Schmeichel and Van der Sar particularly, have who've really you know saved them points, uh, which you want the team to do. And I think De Gea is is suspect. There's no doubt. Uh, I don't think he has the physical presence on to deal with crosses or when there's a lot of players around him. Mm. He's proven that he can't do that. And teams will see that. And I think he will give more goals away as the season goes on. Is the value of his shot-stopping ability something that can outweigh the few lapses that he might have on crosses? I don't think so, Owen. 
I don't think so. You're better having a goalkeeper being able to deal with. You, like he, 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 he will. He is a good stop. Sh- uh, sorry, shot stopper. There's yeah. no doubt about that. But the simplest thing in the world, from corner kicks, free kicks, is to just lob, lob the ball in there. And if teams know that's a weakness, which I believe it is, and they will concede more goals from it, you won't make it. You won't make it up enough stopping. Uh, stopping the shots that most of them you should save a good goalkeeper but even the ones that he's not entitled to save you will lose more goals on by, by, by the keeper not dominating in that penalty area Mick and Cork has a text in on a similar theme De Gea is getting a lot of criticism at the moment but who would John rate as the best goalie in the Premier League it seems to me like they all have their faults well you know all, all players no matter who they are goalkeepers will, will, will have their faults I mean Czech was I think Czech has lost his nerve a little bit uh, I think the, 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 the cruel is a cruel at Newcastle has been very, very good. Yeah. Very, very steady. Um, Shea Given, when he was at his best, and Shea, uh, as we know, is playing in the Villa, hasn't got, he's not getting the game. But, uh, you know, they, I think the outstanding, those, the, 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 there's a few in the lower divisions, have, have, are, 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 sorry, the lower teams in the league yeah. are, are doing well. But they mightn't be under as much pressure as some of these boys at the top level. Uh, and, you know, sure. Reina was a very good goal, but he's made mistakes in the last couple of seasons as well. Yeah. So there's nobody dominating like uh, Schmeichel did or Van der Sar did with Manchester United at the best. One last one here, John. Paul Lambert seemed very down last Tuesday after the after getting knocked out. Does the time come for a manager when he has to walk away even though he doesn't want to, says Ferguson in Galway? Well, there is. Um, you know, I mean, in Lambert's case, you see, when he, when he went to the Villa first, on, we don't know, uh, as I say, what was on the label. Or maybe there was more on the label than he's actually getting. So he'd be disappointed in that. But very, very few of the managers quit in that in those particular situations i think they all think well i can get around it i can do this i can do that until it's too late you know if you haven't got the resources then you know no matter how good you are you're not going to be able to do it so he might well regret um having left norwich what looked to what looked to be a bigger club it's not a bigger club if you don't have the players. Yeah. John, we're out of time. Listen, brilliant stuff as ever. Thanks so much. Thanks, Owen. All right, brilliant stuff from John as usual there. We'll be back with your texts and tweets at Second Captains after these. Thanks for listening to this News Talk 106 to 108 podcast. To download other programmes or for more information, go to newstalk.ie.